Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Down, Down Under. Under. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT Podcast. Clank. Hey everyone, welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. Yes. You already know what we do. Mm-hmm. We review the show. We use our experience and our professionalism. Yes, exactly that. Yes. To analyze and critique. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like in English, yeah. where you to explain things that were just like benign, like why are we why am I talking about that blue curtain? We or why yes, am I talking yes. about that window? Mm-hmm. Well, that window, it's almost like the ledge creates a cross and it's uh-huh. Uh-huh. That cross is actually like a jail cell. Yes. So it symbolizes also, being imprisoned. The references to Catholicism are evident. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So that's kind of what we do yeah. with our uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. We look for um, the hidden meaning. Yeah. yeah. We see what's not there, but make it real. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's yeah. it. We take the real and make it unreal. That's kind or, of or what vice versa or something. the GNG podcast is about. Now, usually we have a drink. With the show, of course, that's an excuse for us to drink on the weekend mm-hmm. or on a Sunday or on a, whenever it is. It yeah. gives us an excuse to crack open a gin, a vodka, a wine. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a lovely glass of Diablo Red. Diablo Red, yes. yeah. I'm drinking some ice water. Now, you're probably wondering why. I have something tomorrow. I've got a little uh, competition qualifier thingy. Ooh. So I need to remain sober. So I've got some ice water Ballers here. Ballers in competition mode. What I'm trying to tell you is, unfortunately, I'm very sober. Sober, and I just feel like I'm not going to be able to give the same energy, Tom. It just makes all the harder to tolerate my company specifically. Well, do you it? know what? Do you remember the episode <laughs> on Friends where Monica's dating that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's always fun drinking. Bobby. Yes, Fun Bobby. Yeah. And then they realize Fun Bobby's fun because he drinks. Well, I feel like you guys might see a different side to the Paolo that you <laughs> think you know. I think I'm not going to be Fun Paolo. Turns out Fun Paolo was just an elaborate ruse fueled by <laughs> alcohol. Now, anyway, today we already know what we're going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. It is the Snatch Game. Snatch Tom, Game. what do you think about the Snatch Game being on episode two? Well, everybody's going a bit mad because it's the earliest the Snatch Game has ever been. Apart from, I will say, All Stars 2, Snatch Game was in the second episode, but All Stars is a little bit of a different beast, we always say. Yeah. I think it's a good thing because it's there are only 10 queens in the season, and I think you need at least eight queens for a decent Snatch Game. There'll be nine in this one. The truth, more to riff off definitely more to bounce off I think more, to, th- more to hide behind hopefully yeah. but also if you're trying to be a front runner and being witty and campy and funny is your thing mm-hmm. this is where you have to solidify that that is your brand absolutely and there are a lot of queens going into this who camp and funny is their thing as exactly opposed to like fashionable or now when we look, look into the past and now when I talk about snatch games from here on Tom we always talk about the, usually we talk about the same queen to do well oh yeah from that one I only want us to refer back one year Ooh, so i'm going to okay. ask you questions about the snatch game i only want to give i only want you to give me examples of snatch game characters done in the past year so that's going to be canada's drag race mm-hmm. holland season right. 13 and uk too now when i okay. say that this is the time for campy queens funny queens witty queens this is your gig uh-huh. this has to be your thing definitely and we're seeing some queens go in it and actually fail so when i th- i want to the last year priyanka Remember when she did uh, Miss Cleo? She's so fun. She's so like, her personality is just all over the place. Really, I love it. I love the confusion. But when, 
when it came when push came to shove and we had to see her in the zone being funny being quick off the mm-hmm. cuff being mm-hmm. witty she it was so awkward to watch. It was fail. It, it was, was actually quite dire. It's like, do you remember when like one of her answers was just like, oops. Oh, oops. Yeah. It's like, prank her. Come off it. She was one of the best talking heads of the season and so funny and off the cuff. Whereas in comparison to Jimbo, who was fantastic. I mean, I expected Jimbo to do well, but she inhabited, um, what's her name? Miss Joan Rivers. I was going to say Joan Crawford, but she was Joan Rivers. And there's so many like really good moments and like irreverent, Give me a good moment. Give me a good moment well, from Joan I, Rivers I Jumbo. Um, somebody was Liza, weren't they? And yes. she was like, I used to spend time with your mother. You miss your mother. Smell my fingers. <laughs> it was so good. Let's also, let's also say thank you to Jumbo for saving Boa. Because there was that moment yeah. that the question was asked to Boa. Mm-hmm. Uh, RuPaul? No, it wasn't RuPaul. It was, uh, what was her name? Brooklyn. Brooklyn asked her, what happened to your mom? And yeah. she was, you know, what was that? She was that... What was that syndrome where the, the mother was poisoning? Proxy, yeah. yeah. So she killed her mom. Mm-hmm. She killed her mom. And then the question was, what happened to your mom? And Bo was like, well, really struggling. She and stumbled, trying to, didn't she? She was stumbling. And then Bo, and then um, Jimbo was like, look at her. She ate her. She, <laughs> like, she jumped in, saved her, but also made it funny. That's exactly, she, she actually contributed to a very funny Snatch game by like, yeah, saving that interaction, didn't she? Yeah. Jimbo's fantastic. Lemon was great. She was a good surprise. It was like it when somebody goes into Snatch game and they're, you know, they're kind of discounted as like a look queen or a fashion queen, or a dancing queen who isn't supposed to be funny, and they confound your expectations, and they're, they're really funny, like like Lemon was, as Jojo Siwa. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really did like her Jojo, because I used to watch uh, hey, dance Brooklyn. moms. Brooklyn! Brooklyn! I can't pronounce my W's. <laughs> my hair. My hair. <laughs> that was a really, really good one as well. Yeah. What about Holland? When we think about Holland, I'm going to say Envy Peru was hilarious. Envy she was, was a fashion queen. That I didn't yeah. expect to be funny. She's not rounder envy, isn't she? She's she, just she's beautiful top to toe, but capable of being very funny. She really did. The, the lady, I saw an interview recently, the lady who she did, sorry, name escapes me, very famous in Holland, not so well known around the world, but she sends envy gifts to this day because she loved her performance so much. I think we kind of digressed. My original question, yeah. I, again, I told you, fun Paolo out the window. <laughs> Don't know where he's gone. Not here. Sorry. Apparently this is not the Paolo's podcast the for you. Okay, well. Not today. Not today. Just not this <laughs> just week. Not this week. Not this week uh i was i asked you no i told you that what happens with a snatch game is for the queens whose brand is funny and can't be this is where you actually prove it do you know there's a lot of there's a lot of um opportunities for these queens to prove that they are the brand that they say they are for example like for fashion queens they've got the um the runways they've got the ball challenge to actually say hey i am yes so this is the time for you to do that this is the time for the queens who are witty and off the cuff and funny to prove it yeah so we're gonna actually see that and i, and I also like the fact that they're doing it early that they're doing yeah. this snatch game early because I like it, yeah like season 13 where they all got to show us that what kind of performance style they have mm-hmm. or how they do perform now we get to see how they can entertain mm-hmm. and that's just that's one of the things you have to know how to do when you're a Draco, you need to know how to entertain you need to know how to hold a room you need to know how to host yeah and I would say as well, just coming back to that theme of, you know, the campy funny queens, this is your chance to shine. Um, in UK season two, we saw Tia and uh, Lawrence, who are two of the funniest girls in the cut, two of the best talking heads, two of the wittiest 
funniest queens fall into the bottom. They're in the bottom two that episode. And then who rose to the top? Bimini Bamboulash, who'd been kind of dismissed as a fashion look girl, but so smart and so conceptual and chose such a smart character in, in Jordan and Katie Price. She just inhabits She channeled her. Absolutely. 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 So it's really, really good that we get to see the girls, the queens, mm-hmm. do their snatch characters now. Yeah. It will give us a good idea on just what kind of personalities we have in the room yeah. what what is an australian personality what mm-hmm. is new zealand personality what is humor in these countries so it's really really what, good chance what is humor in general what yes you know big questions proposing here from the kiwis from the kiwis <laughs> now let's look into the social media realm mm-hmm. very very quickly you were telling me about um well, you know on top of fashion well you had a post i have been blessed okay let's just put it that way yes. Um, I have started doing a thing where on a Friday now, I'm going to put up like a flashback to like an iconic drag race look, but particularly focusing on looks that are directly referential to runways, like real world um, Mm. catwalks. So who better than to kick it off but Raja with her Marie Antoinette Vivian Westwood look um, from season three. And um, Raja herself liked the post. I just want everybody to know that basically Raja and I are friends now. And she's obviously a friend of the pod. Hey, Raja, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I'm expecting an invitation onto their podcast, the one she does with Delta. um, Oh. Any any minute now. Rival Pods. Yeah. Never heard of it. (laughs) I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her. We love you, Raja. We love you, Delta. Now, Joey. Joey's a new follower on the Twitter. He uh, Joey. 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 It's a it's Stella. Oh, uh, gosh, a lot of friends, aren't we? <laughs> so Joey was telling me about Coco Jumbo, because you know how I've been saying, mm-hmm. eh, Coco Jumbo, just because I like, I really like the sound. Uh-huh. I really, really like trying to make it a thing, which it obviously will be. It's In the be finale, a, Michelle Visage is yeah. going to be like, you know how she always introduces each queen. She's mm-hmm. going to be like, hey, it's Coco Jumbo. <laughs> and she's going to walk down and be like, yes. It's going to live on like, I need winters. So thank you, uh, Joey was like, oh, just just an FYI. Um, it's actually wrong. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's sorry. From, I'm going to try and make it happen. Like Fitch, I'm going to give it a go. Try and make it happen. But thank you. From all night long, isn't it? Yes. Hey, Jumbo Jumbo. Yes, but I'm saying Coco Jumbo. Yes, because... Yeah, I'm going to act like I. that's what I meant to do like i knew it was mum- what is it mumbo jumbo 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 oh like mean girls yeah. jumbo 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 i'm gonna get into drag race down under episode two Shall okay we? so let's give a quick summary what happened last week in the first episode the win has gone to karen from finance who was yep, solidifying well her place as one of the front runners yeah 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 i mean uh, 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 winning the first episode is actually quite a good predictor of uh, not just top three, but winner status. Yeah. I think about half of all winners have won the first episode. I mean, it could have also gone to Art Simone. I think could Art have. Simone had a really, really good first episode mm-hmm. as well. I mean, if now, we think of season 13, Simone won her first episode. Well, well, there it is. There we go. So the winner of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race on Under. <laughs> but yeah. conversely, Bimini was in the bottom. Oh, no, it wasn't Bimini who won, though. <laughs> yeah. Mixed up. Well... It was Astina won and went home a couple of episodes later. Controversial how that kind of manifested UK, but season two. But you know, we all love Lauren Shaney. She's an amazing queen. We're seeing her soon. Yeah. So Art Simone is a close second, and then we had who was it? It was Electra Shock, which you know that that look shocked. She 
you just activated Alexa. Oh my gosh, can you hear that? Yeah. Shush, Alexa, stop. Thanks. <laughs> so Alexa heard E. Should we call her E Shock? She, you've acted. Alexa, stop. <laughs> stop. Alexa, stop, please. Alex, Alexa, stop. <laughs> What is go- like? First of all, not we've been having technical difficulties oh, all day. Yeah. Now, A wants to jump in mm-hmm. and just make it even worse. Should we just touch on that briefly? That's why we're releasing a little bit later than we anticipated today, guys. Yes, and the, we've actually seen everything so, but the judging so far. Yeah. So um, I do want to say this: the day started off with Tom sabotaging um, my gym. <laughs> And um, Tom may have created a scene in public at the gym. <laughs> Classic Tom. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm actually not going to say anything here because I'm just glad that Bella's not mad at me anymore. Or... Tom caused the scene. <laughs> you did cause it. You caused me to do what I did. So you caused the scene. So there was a scene that happened today on a Sunday of all times. The Lord's Day. And then the, the mics want to play up and everything was just going wrong. And it was just... The wrong energy, but we've got the right energy now. We have. It's good energy. And maybe it's also because I'm not drinking. <laughs> so, sobriety, nothing's good ever come from that, has it? Not on this podcast, <laughs> no. no. So, today has been that kind of day. And you know what kind of day I'm talking about. It's it's that day for us today. But here we are. I think we found our rhythm. We found our flow we again. And we're back on the RuPaul's Drag Race. So... We've said goodbye to Jojo Saho, which I is was, really, really sad. I really yeah. wanted to see Jojo Saho stay longer because I really wanted to see more representation Definitely. from um, I fully agree. her and her culture. Yeah. I really, I wanted to hear more. Jojo had such an important message. Yes, um, I guess you know, you know, it's not every queen comes into Drag Race with money, so her looks weren't the most polished, sadly. But yes. the message and the concept, especially of the second look, was so important. I loved it for that reason. I wanted I, to know more about the Australian culture now, instead of yeah. learning about the history yeah. and and all of that. What we're learning is a shoey, a shoey, a shoey. Now a shoey made me want to. Puke. All my life, all my life, you've been telling me I'm a shoe, I'm a shoe, <laughs> but. What if I don't want to be a shoe? What if I want to be a purse? <laughs> we might as well be a Friends references podcast. Should we? Should we just do a Friends podcast? We might as well. So a shoey. So I, Tom, can you take over because I actually find that quite yuck. I oh, know I find it nauseating as well. Imagine pouring a lovely glass of Merlot into a shoe, so it mixes up with all the bacteria and toe jam. Especially at a drag queen shoe, those girls abuse their feet, um, and then drinking out of it. I'm sorry, I'll have no I'll have nothing to do with this. Have some respect for yourselves, Lo- queens. Girls, can you just love yourselves a bit more, please? Yeah. A bit of self-love. Yes. Bit, what's that song? No. <laughs> I digress. So a shoey is just the last thing that I want to hear about from Australia. Really. Mm. I I'd prefer to hear more from Jojo Zaho. Absolutely. That's that but but here we go. So lots this is of, lots, Australia's a shoey. <laughs> lots of love to Jojo though. Um, like fantastic queen, important message. I just I can't argue with her going last week, unfortunately, though, because Electra did win the lip sync. Yeah. And I do think the bottom two was correct. It was correct, Tom. But it's just a shame because we would love to have seen more from her. They're already setting up. Now, this is one of the games that we like to play very, very early on, and you guys can join along mm-hmm. where you start to see what 
is the picture that they're painting for us now. Yes. From what scenes they show, what um, dialogue is has made it. Remember, this is hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours mm-hmm. of shooting of footage that they have cut and chopped and edited until one hour, mm. one hour episode. So they literally can tell any story they want. Yes. Now, the story that I'm seeing is they're setting up. Last week, they set up Anita and Keita. Mm-hmm. Two co- two business owners of the same Kaluti Bar in um, in Auckland, New Zealand. It's almost Alyssa and Coco esque, but without the kind of huge rivalry plot point, isn't it? In the sense that they know each other going in yeah. very very well. I just don't. I just don't see Anita being that kind of girl. I think, Anita I think they've got a lot of love just, for each other. If, Anita's just like sunshine. Yeah, I mean, she is literally what sunshine looks like in a human. We'll get to that, won't we? Because yes, she's got this incredibly sunny disposition, but Very. they allude at several points through this episode to there being a hidden pain, which mm. I actually referred to last week because I'm psychic. Mm. Yeah, psychiatrist, <laughs> Tom. That's what you are. Now today they've really set up Art Simone and Karen from Finance. Now this is a real rivalry, I think, because you've got two the two best known Aussie queens in the cast coming in. Absolutely. Um, both of whom have means and both of whom have got a bit of a CV under their belt. Uh, coming from slightly different places in the sense that Karen is larger than life, campy queen, and at Simone's a little bit more left field, but has kind of done it all sort of thing. It's kind of like UK drag race, Vivian versus Very the Bean Campo, Very isn't it? Because those two queens yeah. were, the, were the queens yeah. of the UK who are well known and they're both made it onto season one. Nelga Asmon and Karen from Finance. And I guess the rivalry is being set up very, very early on. With when Karen's like, oh, choices. I won. And then I look over to my right and mm. there's Art Simone throwing daggers with her eyes at me. <laughs> her eyeballs are flying from across the room. Whose eyeballs flying at you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love Coco. There, there's quite like there's a bit where she was clearly kind of like saying, oh, I, I, sh- I should have won. But the editors made the choice of intercutting that with her looking mad because she couldn't get her mic off. Because she's wearing nails, yeah. and she's fiddling with it and looking annoyed at that. But they cut that in the middle of it. They cut that in the make middle her look like of super mad. The, yes, they, they cut that in the middle of her talking head, yeah. saying that you know I'm I'm an amazing drag queen. I should have won. I got better dresses. <laughs> you know, see, just examples. Look at of that how, wardrobe over there. The examples of how production uh, can chop and change. And, uh-huh. and this is why now, if you everyone knows this, but if you don't, in early seasons of Drag Race in the confessionals, mm. they were they wore whatever. But now you yeah. have to wear the same costume in the confessionals because they need to take something that you said on one day mm-hmm. and try and make it sound like you're saying about about something else on a completely different topic it's particularly noticeable in seasons four and three three in particular because they had a break in the middle and during that break mariah valenciaga grew facial hair which just pops up intermittently Hmm. and then in season four there's some of the bits of fifi that edited to make her look in a particularly bad light which you can tell have been taken from several different episodes yeah so kylie minogue and rue come in and they announced that this is the Snatch Game, episode two. I mean, Kylie Minogue. Talk Who about she? icons. I don't know her. You don't know her, Mariah. No. You don't know her? Mm-hmm. Um, so Kylie Minogue, in, in the UK, she's a proper pop diva, probably just second only to Madonna. Like, I grew up knowing that Kylie Minogue and Madonna were like the two biggest pop stars. 
That's wow. up there with like Michael Jackson. In the UK, though, we've got a different history with Kylie because Neighbours was really popular here from the 80s onwards. Mm-hmm. And she was in Neighbours, obviously, as Charlene. And then um, we've just followed her every step of the way. She's always sold really well in the UK, toured really well in the UK. Very loyal gay fan base here. I, w- I would say, you know, I've bought plenty of Kylie albums. I'd call myself a Kylie fan, but not as big as Aaron and Annie. Shout out to Aaron and Annie. They're really devout um, Kylie fans. I don't know if Kylie Minogue was that big in New Zealand. Maybe mm. she was, but that's not the kind of music I listen to. I was mm. more Destiny's Child, yeah. um, the pop. The R&B divas, mm-hmm. boys to men. Yeah. So maybe she did make it, but in my mind, in New Zealand, she was was not that huge. And but also, maybe that's just me. She's not got the type of voice that appeals to you because she's got a sweet pop voice, whereas you love uh, ladies who you know really who technically, and, yeah, who yeah. technically have vocals mm-hmm. um, and don't rely on the marketing to push what is. I guess talent. You know, because some she's, people's she's talents ta- are just using other people's credit cards <laughs> to buy who's, shoes. Whose credit card? Hmm. Um, I think to try and call Kylie talentless is just egregious, frankly, and I think you need to stay away from that yeah. um, because she's fantastic. She just I didn't, didn't say that. You did. You did. You don't. Don't you? Don't you even? Don't try you even and, begin to? Where's my purple towel? <laughs> um, because um, she's super talented. She's just not your cup of tea. Hmm. Okay. But so we when we're Kylie. looking at the Snatch Game for the Aussies and the New Zealand, I want to say this mm. i want to see aussie and new zealand representation i want you i really yeah. i'm really hoping that they're going to be using um characters that are iconic in mm. australia and new zealand so for me i want to see someone do tofinga fepuleai which is a um laughing with samoans uh-huh. a comedian and he also does a drag character in there uh, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. I also want to see someone do something along the lines of um, Rose Matafeo. I want to see maybe someone do like a teenage lord, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like Bob the Drag Queens, mm-hmm. who, uh, I'm <laughs> the press, you know? Just, someone coming for, um, that was what's Bob's his name? third alternate um, Snatch Game character when he had that argument with Lucian Piani. Lucian Piani, yeah. yeah. And thought she was like, stop it. Just stop it, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't give me 54. They don't give me... What was the brand that he was trying to in- get them to find inspiration from? The B... Oh, the B-52s. B-50... Not 54. <laughs> Gosh. Told you. Sober. It, it, to be fair, Lucian, Lucian was giving a confusing directive there. B-52s meet Lord. Like, I don't know what that is. Hmm. Anyway. Who else could they do? Well, oh, um... Jamae, private school girl. Yeah, it's something from Flight of the Concords Mr. as well. Mr. G... Yeah, bearing in mind Thank that God obviously you're you, here. Where have you been, you, you bitch? <laughs> <laughs> bearing in mind that they've got to be the actor, not a copyrighted character. Absolutely. But, I mean, people do this all the time. I mean, it's um, Captain Kim. I'd love to see somebody do Kylie, or even better, do like a really bitter version of Danny Minogue, who's living in Kylie's shadow. Mm. I would love that. I love Danny Minogue, by the way, and she's going to be a, um, a judge this season too. Well, this is what I want to see, and this is what I hope that they do do. Do do. Stop. Do-do. This is not a freeze podcast. <laughs> we need to be honest. It could, it could very well be. Nice sidestep. Um, um, okay. So should we? So the girls start to talk about who they're going to do for Snatch Game. We find out before the fact about everybody but Electra, don't we? Yes. So the one of the key... So what does it tell us? 
that she's safe this week. That she's safe this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Electra doesn't have a plot line this week. There you go. There we go. But that's better because she was the underdog and she's rising. So it's good that she's safe. Well, and also, if you were lip syncing last week, you do not want to be um, in the limelight Definitely. Uh, this week because you're just like, just just get past, get past uh, being <laughs> the bottom girl. Just play it safe for just a bit. Don't be a power bottom. Now, look, from going going through the walkthrough of Rue Walks In, Rue loves two queens in particular in their character choices, but yeah. more so their personalities. Art Simone, mm-hmm. she laughs the most at Simone, so, and also Anita Wiglet. Yeah, she seems to riff off them as personalities, doesn't yeah. she? She does try to crack the crust of Anita and ask some pointed questions about, so Anita, do you have any hidden pain behind yeah. all the jolliness and levity? So Anita, why are you so happy? Yeah. Like, that's a bad thing. Uh, Anita, like, I can cut the cameras for a second. If you could just work up some tears, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's very that. Well, hold on, let's rewind this a bit. You've talked about it a little bit. Anita is, she does have a very sunny disposition. I love it. I would She's love delightful. to spend time. I would love to get a Kaluti bar, just sit down and talk to Anita. Mm-hmm. Anita says that this is how she is all the time. However, there's a cut to Ketamine and Ketamine says, the, well, there's there's other sides to her that I feel you like, don't see. There are other sides, yeah. Anita, that you don't I, see. And I feel like Keita be- says that in a loving way. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. Like- don't you think? I don't think she's like being shady. I think she's being kind of like, you know, I know her better than most. And there are sides that she chooses not to share with people. Yeah. But then you you said something very, very on topic for her and this Sandy's position. What was it? I just think it's really common for people who've gone through a lot of pain to react to that by sort of inverting it and projecting a sunny disposition onto the world. Um, I think I think a lot of times it's probably quite an adaptive coping mechanism because if you've been if you've had a struggle with relationships and you've had tough times with people, then it's a, rather than retreating into yourself, what better to do than to create a sunny persona? that people react well to that could lay the foundation for good relationships in the future. So I'm in no way criticizing or demeaning her. I think it's a really positive thing that she's done this. I just think that this kind of relentless um, saying disposition, which we're seeing on camera, clearly Keita, who knows her a lot better, sees that vulnerable side of her a lot more. I think that there is often a hidden background of pain there. And RuPaul really wants to see RuPaul pain. with her fr- like, fracking equipment. <laughs> with she's her fr- sniffing it she's out. She's there with her fracking equipment and she's going to yeah. crack that crust. That's what she's doing. Now, Ru, <laughs> Ru reads, like, Ru reads Coco. Eh, yeah. Coco Jumbo. <laughs> she's like, so you wore their um, eyes and lips costume last week. Uh, that was rotten. I'm going to say I loved it. Okay. And I put it on the Instagram. It was a direct Miley Cyrus reference as far as I can tell. I thought it was great. It was cute. It was fun. It was drag. Okay. So you, Work. You, you get all the way off her back, please. I'm not... I didn't say anything. I just imagine the first conversation that you have with RuPaul <laughs> is your drag is shit. <laughs> She's shit. Her fuck, drag is shit. Fuck my drag, right? That's that's how it is. <laughs> how do you even recover from that? Like, I think you it just, knocked the wind out of a sales. I really... That would her. knock yeah. the wind out of me. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, make me second guess a lot of 
my things because I'll, maybe she's quite proud of that look and then someone's telling you to your face tell you what we saw a lot less of Coco as a talking head this episode which saddened me because she was fantastic last episode oh she really was yeah. her facials oh, her, she's, her she's facial lovely acting girl. is just amazing it's yeah. great it's, it's delicious it's, it's nice it's different it's unusual so speaking of the girls so far then um, Art is going to be Bindi Irwin but there was a bit of a tussle with Scarlet wasn't there yeah total power move from Art Simone she was, she was totally like do you know who I am? You're not going to be Bindi Irwin. Do you understand? If you want a career in this country, do you understand? Do you know who I... Do you know <laughs> yeah, my name? I know. Scar- Scarlet. Is it, is, it, is it Scarlet? That's your name? Okay, cool. I'd love it if she came in and she was like, Violet, is it? Oh, no, sorry, Scarlet. I knew it was a colour. <laughs> oh, uh, I just... I couldn't admit... I mean, she totally back down yeah it really was oh she did it was like okay yeah i actually got another option here she's like, oh, i've got jennifer coolidge's yeah. back up so I, i've got this so, so don't worry about it so we've got her doing um bindi yeah arts doing bindi we've got anita who's doing the queen now when she's doing this through paul she basically did bandler crams downton abbey maggie smith voice meets blue hydrangeas yes what was her uh she was the lady from great british bake off mary berry mary berry but she did do a very funny joke i thought that prince andrew joke was really really good so if she, oh, if she carries that into the snatch game good for her now coco coco jumbo is doing lizzo now the mm. thing the thing that i'm hoping that she doesn't do is oh here's another big girl who's larger than life personality mm-hmm. who's out there I'm going to do her because I look like her, but I'm just going to be me. So who now, are you thinking of? I'm thinking of Candy Muse doing mm-hmm. Patrick Starr. I'm thinking of... Um, Silky Nutmeg. Silky, Man- Silk, Silky Nutmeg, who did... T.S. Uh, Madison. Madison. Mm-hmm. That's where they don't even... I look, I can look like her and I'll just be myself. Yeah. But like, what do you, what can you do from Lizzo? I don't... Like, I know Lizzo, but I don't know no Lizzo. So I don't know how Lizzo could be funny. I know that she's like a fun effervescent personality. I know that she's into her body positivity and she's a fabulously talented musician. But I don't know what's funny about that. You know? I neither do I, and I'm hoping that she's not gonna just rely on the fact that because I can look like her, yeah. I'm just gonna do her, but just be myself and be Fully funny. Agree. So that's that's the trap. I hope she doesn't fall in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we've got Kenamina who's doing Dr. Seuss or Carol Baskin. What would you have gone for in this situation? I would have gone for Carol Baskin, yeah, A, because it's um, it's an actual character that you can do. There's so much that you can talk about. You, yes. can talk, you know, everyone knows it. Everyone knows what she's like. She's actually like this quiet person who may have um, killed all of those, I who, guess who may we, have done all this We don't want to get sued, stuff. so we're going to say may have, but... She may have. It's a, so there's there's something to play off there. <laughs> now, Dr. Seuss, however, unless you know all his books by heart, unless you can rhyme everything, unless you talk in rhymes, mm-hmm. okay, cool, fine. Then do Dr. Seuss. But that's quite a risky thing to do. And from my knowledge of Dr. Seuss, he wasn't the most... Um, Equal opportunity person, wasn't he? Well, a bunch of his books have been removed from sale and from libraries for depicting quite outdated. I wouldn't mind if he did it. I I wouldn't mind if he did a Dr. Seuss that was really racist. Well, that that could be funny. Because that's funny. You can make it funny. It'd be hard for Keita to do as a... I'm kind of making assumptions about their their ethnicity, actually. But as a white person, be hard for Keita to do that character. Be really good for a person of colour to 
do it as like a reclamation thing, that'd be really funny. Mm. Um, to point out the absurdity of, of the racism and how the racism is, you know, laced into children's books of all things. Mm. I mean, that's darkly funny. Well, talking about dark funny, you... we've got Et cetera, Et cetera doing Lindy Chamberlain. Now, this is an interesting one and I have thoughts because um, now this is a very specific... We, we love dark humour. We're all for drag queens, especially doing drag, dark humour. They're nightlife cabaret entertainers and that that is the realm for dark humour. Obviously, it's adult entertainment. Mm-hmm. But you've got to pick your topic carefully. And what we're talking about here is the death of a two-month-old child uh, in the outback and a woman who was incarcerated for three years and accused of murdering that child um, falsely because the child was killed by a dingo. And I think a lot of people hear that phrase, a dingo ate my baby. In and of itself, that phrase kind of sounds funny just because of the sounds of the noises. Mm. But the story itself is horribly tragic. It's traumatic. Yeah. So this is a hard one. This is a hard one. Like, like I'm trying to draw parallels. Like when I've seen drag queens in in nightclubs do. Like when I went to see Bitch Pudding on the Dragula tour, Mm -hmm. she did a fantastic set um, depicting the murder of John Benet Ramsey, which is one of her things. She does it a lot. She even did it on the show actually in the bridal segment and that's not to poke fun at the death of the child it was to um draw attention to the absurdity of the media circus and the camp around that and how inappropriate that kind of media circus was for such a tragic event so you know if there's intelligent commentary that's great if you're just poking fun at something tragic it doesn't sit as well especially on a it doesn't sit like well on national television yeah. that gig will work at night time yeah. on a friday night in an r18 or r21 place mm-hmm. that would work there and that's usually where this humor is that's what the drag queens you know tend to do that dark yeah. there. but this is a tv show it's on um it's on Netflix. It's on Wow Presents. This is a worldwide franchise that had to protect its brand. So that's it. So I, I want to see how she handles this. We got Karen doing Dolly Parton. Yeah, that's cool. Probably a safe one. She's a camp icon. Um, Just channel Tracy Martel, really. Yeah, she says it's never been done before. Never been done before in Snatch Game. And then we got Maxi Shields doing. Oh, she's, Sharon? she's doing basically, well, she's doing the actress who plays Sharon in Catherine um, Kim. Kim. Yeah. Okay. So these are the characters that we're going to see. Now that we know how they're doing it, we know what we're kind of expecting. Should mm-hmm. we see how they perform it? I would love to. Let's have a look. All right. All right. All right. We've seen the Snatch Game. Congratulations mm-hmm. to the Queens. First and foremost, it is not easy Trying to think of things quickly on the cuff. Also not mm. easy doing it in front of RuPaul and Michelle Visage. Also not easy doing it on one of the <laughs> biggest TV shows out there. Not just for drag, not just for LGBT. It is one of the biggest shows. So congratulations to all the queens for doing this. It's not easy, Kathy. It's very it's tricky. Easy. It's not it's easy. Not, it's not. Now let's go into the queens. First of all, for me, when I watch the Snatch Game, there's certain ways that the queens answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're either very, very witty. They can think of something very, very quick. And I think of Jinx Monsoon straight away. Alaska. They, Alaska straight the away. They, they they volley. And there's other queens who um treat it like a Q&A. Yeah. Like an evening with. You know how, like, you know when you're seeing someone just done a movie and then there's the press conference there mm-hmm. and then they're just asking questions and they just answer it. 
that's another way that some people do the mm-hmm. snatch game where it's just a Q&A. Totally. So it's interesting to see which of these queens did that and which didn't. Now let's start. We'll go through each of the girls independently and we'll just talk about them and how we think they did, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's start from the top left, which was... Karen from Finance. What do you think? She did Dolly Parton. I mean, she was fine. She was solid. She didn't make me lol much. Um, she, She... I expected her to be funny. Funnier. So there was a little bit of disappointment there, which may work against her. She like did that turkey leg joke that fell a little bit flat, but then she was able to riff off Art Simone and that blowfly bit kind of saved Art Simone a little bit. So she did show that she could riff a bit. I did see her interacting, which is a key facet of dra- of Snatch Game. But she wasn't my favourite by any means at all. I really felt she was... I have to say, I thought she was quite weak. She was disappointing, unfortunately. She was, she was weak in the, in the sense that the first thing, let's just look at the look. One of the things that I think of when I think Dolly Parton is that smile that just lights up a room. Uh-huh. When you hear grinning from ear to ear, that's what I think of when I see Dolly Parton. She's just yeah. there, very, very smiley, blonde, you know, big boobs, very, got very the hair larger right. than life, like hair, like, you know, she's very there. But when I was looking at Karen from Finances, Dolly Parton, it was almost like a half smile the whole time. And it, yeah. was just, it just really wasn't capturing. She didn't give the Dolly energy, did No, she? there was yeah. no Dolly yeah. energy. There was no D. There, there was, was no D. No D. There's so I many... wanted to see the D. There's... I wanted to see Dolly. <laughs> we all love the D. There are so many Dollyisms that you can work in as well. I mean, she's known for her quippy catchphrases and there were none of those in there. The hair was right. The hair was huge. That's... Were and... the boobs pushed up? You need to wear a breastplate to be but Dolly, really. I don't even I don't even think there were boobs. No, I'm looking at it now and I don't even I mean maybe it's there, but it's not like accentuated. There's no accent on it, and that's kind of what you think of when you see Dolly Parton. Yeah, I mean that necklace tells me she is probably wearing a breastplate, but they've not been pushed up enough. But just looking at her now, can you just see that that's not the smile? Now I don't know yeah, if it's yeah, because yeah. Karen doesn't maybe she's got so much work done where she can't <laughs> smile that much. But this is this is just not Dolly I, I Parton. Also, I also think, really, there's only so much you can do with the face you're given. If you don't have a big mouth, it's hard to do the Dolly smile. Yeah. But you can this paint the it face on. I got. It's almost almost do it jokerish, isn't it? Almost do a jokerish lip. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Do some paint on a smile. Yeah. For, for the, you're a drag queen. If you don't feel it, paint just on a smile. Paint on. So yeah, I really feel like she, for someone who won the last week, and for someone who's got a name, I would assume her name came from her being. I thought she was a campy queen. I thought she mm. was. Because her first look where she was doing the Malcolm Malcolm Cup and she was walking down. That, that was like a Cedagine-esque kind of runway performance. It was kind of like camp performance art that makes you laugh and makes you smile. Mega Mega Mindy! Mega Mega Mindy. Oh, if we are seeing Cedagine and uh, Janae JK this month, in Liverpool, we're going to be yeah. seeing them. I cannot wait. I look forward to it. We got a Q. We got a Q and A with them. We got a <laughs> meeting. We're hosting a Q and A. Yeah, yeah. They're coming around. We might throw them on the pod. Oh. But let's move on to Bindi Irwin, played by Art Simone. So what I expected here, really, was because I don't know much about Bindi Irwin. I thought the way you make it funny, really, is create a drag Steve Irwin type of character. Yes. Make it quite manic, make it very high energy, make it really intense and wide-eyed and throwing animals all around and just doing that Steve Irwin shiz. And I didn't see any of that. I was really disappointed in that, Simone. I thought this was going to be great. 
But the thing is, she made Rue laugh the most. Mm. So she obviously is very, very off the cuff funny, very like Priyanka energy, mm-hmm. you know, like a tea or coffee energy. Yes. So makes her laugh, makes you laugh. But then when you see them perform a character that isn't uh, Simone, when they're performing a character that isn't Priyanka, when they're performing someone who isn't themselves, mm-hmm. it's quite different yeah. how their humor manifests in the sense that it, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, it didn't. Bindi, she looks gorgeous. She looks stunning. It's a great look. I can it's tell stunning from looking look. at her that she's like an action girl, you know, like a safari girl. Now, the thing, the thing about her is that she was... She took you on a journey with her answers. But there was no satisfying conclusion. There was no payoff. It was like... So compare and contrast to Sasha Valour in her Satch game. She, she went on a long walk yeah. to take it to a joke. And mm-hmm. Bendler Creme as well, actually. But the punchline was a really good payoff. Uh, wasn't there for this, unfortunately. She rambled. She did. She rambled without a punchline. Do you think that she was rambling and hopefully that something funny was going to happen? Was she like... I don't know. I th- my guess was that she was trying to do the manic energy when she had like this pressure of speech. But do you know who Bindi is after watching that? I, I no. Just a girl none, who talks a lot. I know. I'm none the wiser. She's Steve Irwin's daughter. I don't know. That was very, very disappointing. Um, it saddens me because Art, I'm, I feel like I'm rooting for Art Simone from the first episode. But there we go. Well, the, the thing is, Karen and ben, uh, Karen and Art Simone are the ones coming in with the reputation, mm-hmm. and hmm. I mean, the snatch game is really where you solidify your place in the competition. Yeah. So, Kate, last week it didn't work out for you, but this is another this is another opportunity. This is a challenge you want to win. Oh, totally. The snatch game is a challenge you want to win, especially for comedy queen. Exactly. So, hmm. Yeah, quite disappointing. Now let's move on to Sailor Moon. <laughs> she kind of. Oh, sorry. Who was it? <laughs> that is Sailor Moon's outfit. That's, you're right. Uh, is it not Sailor Moon? <laughs> it what? Is. What is Coco Jumbo? Coco Jumbo. I've never seen as Lizzo dressed as Sailor Moon with Chun Li hair. With Chun Li hair, um, with Coco Jumbo's personality. <laughs> this is this is this is exactly what I said. I didn't want to see. Yeah. I said this. I said if you're gonna do a character. That's that, then fine, then be Lizzo. But that was just another example of what Candy Muse did. You were just yourself, girl. Totally. And unfortunately, there were no jokes and there were no laughs. Where are the jokes? For somebody who's so good in the talking heads, I was so disappointed. Tea coffee syndrome. It really is. It's a thing. It is a thing. Sirajin had it, Priyanka had it. Tia had it. <laughs> and now, mean, now Coco Jumbo has now it. Now Coco Jumbo's whatever, up there with them. Whatever we're calling this syndrome. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. All I could think of, it was just, it was an awkward character to watch. And you can just tell she was struggling. And I think she knew she was. She was. It, it's actually made me quite sad to watch. I did it, not it enjoy it. Because I, I actually really like Coco Jumbo. I me think too. I adore really, her. She's really, really easy to love. Mm. She's got such a nice personality. She's got such a nice... Uh, a funny energy, mm-hmm. you know. She would host the room. She'd be so good. She will host. But she'll do the more than host. Yeah. She'll be one of those warm but shady people. She'll make you feel welcome and she'll read you, but you'll laugh at yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's the energy I got from her. So it's. I really do hope she makes a pass this, but again, it was it was very it was a very meh. Unfortunately, not a great opening three there. But moving on to moving on to the the Anita Kiwi. Wigler. 
Yeah, yeah, I want to let you know that it was the New Zealander uh, that we are now talking about. The New Zealander who was Anita Wiglet. So what did you think of Anita? I think Anita has won the Snatch Game she did very, very by well. far. Do you know what oh, she did? She the, did me proud. Do you know what got the biggest laugh? The kind of, um, he asked me how you live a long life and I said, don't piss me off and wear a seatbelt. That that's a really good example of dark humor. That's, that's very very good. That was it. That's that's the right balance. Of and I love how she she, she referred and obviously very very current because there's that whole Harry and Meghan have yeah. left the royal family. There's drama going on between them and how she referred to Harry as the disappointing ginger. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was like I was rude, but I was funny. I was a bit. It was worth it. Yes, and there I, was, it is. I was a bit worried at first that she was going to go for the blue hydrangea, just being coarse route because she made the the corgis and peanut butter joke but she took it in a different direction and i was so grateful because she was very very funny she was really good i also want to talk about how she looked the part as she well she inhabited the character really really well and that is that is one of the dresses that she wore i think oh, the, one of the, the girls queen loves her color blocking and that lemon yellow shade would look splendid on a gal she nailed it mm-hmm. this is how you do it Thank God, imagine, imagine if Anita had not come in. Imagine if New Zealand hadn't come in and helped out the Aussies here. <laughs> you know, I was Imagine. Worried. No, I, I need to stop there. I love Aussies. New I Zealand New rescuing Australia yet again. <laughs> yeah. Who's riding on whose coattails now, huh? <laughs> Next up, we have Jennifer Coolidge. Now, that is a very slim Jennifer Coolidge with no breastuses. So the I would say if we move away from the look for a second, the, the voice was very very good. The the voice is a very good impersonation of Jennifer. But Coolidge. where are the breasts? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was looking at my pad then because I thought you were going to say jokes. I was like, she had a few jokes. Oh, she had jokes. <laughs> but like, where are Tom? If you were to look at that character right now without knowing who she was, you would not. The last person on earth you would. The I would think is, it though, was um, who who did uh, fame play. Gianni uh, uh, Versace. <laughs> Donatella Versace. I would have thought that that was Donatella Versace. Okay, okay. I think the problem there is that uh, Jennifer Coolidge and Scarlett Adams have completely different facial structures that can't be made to resemble each other anyway. Because Jennifer Coolidge has this beautiful bonny face, doesn't she? It's very kind of like um, rounded and, and, and youthful. Yeah. Whereas Scarlett Adams actually has a long face. Yes. So there's, there's, there's no way. I thought she would play a character like uh, Jessica Malboy. <laughs> you know, given her history. Oh, <laughs> just jokes. We're allowed to joke. We're allowed to joke. We're, this is we have pod. fun. We're we have fun. fun. Yeah, just how we kiki. It's how we kiki. I did here. notice that she did the Jennifer Coolidge squint a lot, which was good. It was a good characterization. Oh, yes. Yeah. She had the accent down pack and she had the jokes. So she was actually good. Yeah. She's good. Coolidge did a good job. So, mm. yeah, good on her. What about uh, we got Electra Shock as Catherine O'Hara, who was now, really. She, I, she made me laugh. What can I say? It was a weak start. Um, like they, they were really confused by her at the beginning and she said that thing about pigeons or doves or something. Did you get it? No, but I like the fact that I didn't get it because it was a, like a silly... Very Moira Rose. It was like, like some old-timey phrase that Moira Rose would use. Clearly she was being Catherine as Moira and there was like one Home Alone reference. But we we, we love Moira Rose on this show and... 
I, I enjoyed it. I, I, her attempt at the accent was so funny. I got real Alyssa Edwards as Joan Crawford vibes. I, I really liked the fact that it didn't sound like Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. But it had the same conviction as though she's getting it right, which is very much Moira Rose. Yeah. In her mind, she cannot do any wrong. And the thing is, you can look at it. You could t- you could look at it now and know straight away who she was being. Definitely. And she's doing. She had. She nailed the um that lip thing. She does that. Yeah. That, what do you call it? That per that she kind of lip- purses it in like a condescending way, doesn't she? She and yeah, she's yeah. Gossip is the devil's telephone. Oh, I. Uh, Best and, to just hang up. <laughs> uh, audition. Hmm. Uh, I know you meant no offense. Uh, I'm what's known in the industry as offer only. <laughs> she has the lines of the century. Do you know do anything that could have made it better? What? She said, crow. <gasps> right. The yeah. crows have eyes, and you best believe it. <laughs> you know, I, I love Moira Rose, and I think that this was a very, very good job. This was solid, and it really surprised me. And I, I genuinely see Electra having this rising underdog trajectory. This was good. Yeah. This is good. She had the accent, she had her own accent. I, she did make up her own accent, like, but it was good. Some of the eyes were really good. The jury's still out on that one. Mm. Yes. It was something, yeah. That was good. Kept yeah, yeah. the essence of the Moira. It's, um, a, it's a telepathic connection, myself, Visage. Lost me a bit with the Kevin, I'll be honest. Okay. And I know that you would have loved it, but it, for me, it just, it, it, it lost me. The show liked it, though, because they gave uh, it absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it took me out of the Moira Rose, but maybe it's not for me to like, but... Overall, this Kiwi, <clears throat> this Kiwi again. Sorry, um, Kevin O'Hara carrying it. Electric yeah. shock. Yeah, as just carrying this whole show. You Kiwis aren't you? Imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine down under without us. I know, right? Let's move on to the Australian uh, Maxi Shields. <laughs> what did you think of her performance? Well, I, I I expected a little bit better from Maxi because she she seems really funny and camp and lovely. Um, well, she I had heard like, you refer to her as a truck driver out of drag. Like a, she looks like a gay truck driver out of drag. Ooh. In a is good she, way. Is she up there with, we um, all love pork a truck chop. We all love a truck driver. Mm. <laughs> mm. No, but just like we'll um, singing right up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Glory holes. <laughs> um, so like, I, I there was like one joke. There's one joke that they did laugh at. So I don't think she's the worst at all. I think she's kind of like low safe. Uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get the character. I didn't get who she was trying to be the, besides the, some like, yeah, some she, kind of a girl from mm, the outback who just likes a nice ciggy. I guess what confused me was I was expecting Sharon from Kath and Kim, who's like a mild and meek character. Mm. Whereas was I was this the mum from Babe? Is that who she was playing? I, I don't know. Um, because she was like doing this chain smoking thing, yeah. And, and I don't think the actress Magda does that in real life. Yeah, I don't think Sharon was like this at all. No, no, no. This Captain isn't Kim, Sharon. So this definitely not that character. I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. She she got a laugh, which might keep her from the bottom. Hmm. I mean, she's she's on the low for me. Mm. Now, next up, we've got Etc. Etc., who was Lindy Chamberlain. I want to say this. I do want to say that I thought she did a good job. She handled the situation. She kept it light. She stared away from the trauma and stuck to the... It's basically, she used a, a dingo ate me baby. Mm. And she based 
her journey of that character on that. So she started off in the beginning looking for the baby. Then she started off saying, I went to bake some beans and then someone came and ate my card. Then it started with, ah, that thing goes here. And mm-hmm. then it, it kind of, it had a story, it had a journey. She was really, really committed, which I admired. And I could see, and actually she generated a few like, you know, kind of like when you cover your mouth when you're laughing because you know you shouldn't be laughing. Yeah. She generated more than one of those from me. She and job. she did from the judges too. So I think she did a good job. I'll be interested in the judging and in which way they decide to go with her because sometimes they reward really risky decisions like this. Like, do you remember in season three, Manila Luzon did like a full-on Asian stereotype when she was interviewing that lady? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. How yeah. Do you, uh, very, very that. And then she's Asian. Yeah, but she says so she's allowed, isn't she? But then she's Australian. So, but you know, has she lost a baby? The um, I guess like Rue, I remember Rue distinctly saying like, you're your performance was offensive and should not have been seen on TV. Congratulations, you're the winner of the challenge. So we'll see. They might reward this risky choice. I will say, yeah, she she kept it light. She did a light version of it. Exactly. She stared away from making fun of the trauma and was kind of just being a very, very out of control. Like, ah, that. What I'm going to go for is that my way of kind of like getting on board with it is she's pointing out the absurdity of the pop cultural representation yes. of what happened. That's everywhere. It's a modern family. Yeah. So that's it's what I'm going to get on Schitt's board with. Creek. Yeah. It's in The Simpsons. And it's a bit like, why do we keep on making jokes about this horrible trauma? So yeah. So yeah. I think she's going to be definitely high. She's up there. Definitely I think high. so, actually. Now the last one that we want to talk about is Dr. Seuss. I just want to say first and first of all, the intro made me cringe so much. Do you know why? Do you notice she, how she I introduced she... it not as a kiwi? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm happy to just you know leave it, let she, it be, just whatever. She didn't have time to think of a response there. The rest of her responses were all composed poem answers yeah. that she had a minute to think about. One or two of which were actually funny. The the, the, the Kylie's Volva thing was yeah. funny. Problem solver Volva. Um, that was good. Yeah. Poor Kylie having a Volvo talking about like that, but okay. But um, yeah, it was so dark sh- humor. She Remember, res- we like that. We do. Remember, don't be a hypocrite. Kat- Kylie'd be the first to laugh at that. She rescued herself by the end, yeah, um, which got her out of the bottom. But the 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 beginning was weak. It was cringe. Yeah, it was cringe. Now, Tom, give me your faves. Give me your your favorites. So I say your top two and your bottom two from here. So my top, Just from the Snitch game. My top two are probably um, Anita as the Queen. And do you know what? <laughs> Electra just made me laugh as, Kath- as Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to say. She just made me laugh. She tickled me. Okay. Um, and then, you know, for the other one, it's going to be vying between um, probably Scala or etc. So, okay. So my tops, easily, the tops are going to be for me, Anita Wiglet, uh... Electra Shock and etc. etc. Those three are definitely the tops. The bottoms for me easily going to be Bindi Irwin. Easily going to be Lizzo. And then it will either be either Maxi Shields, Dr. Seuss, or Dolly Parton in the bottom. I'd put Dolly there for the disappointment. Yeah. I would, yeah. personally. I mean, this is your gig. This is your thing. Yeah. You've got a reputation. And they're usually harder on girls who have a reputation. Yeah. They really do pick and choose the how they handle it. The clearest bottom really. two, though, are Bendy and Lizzo. So 
Art and Coco. So they're lip syncing. Yeah, and it breaks my heart because I like them both. Mm, yeah, I don't mm. want. I really don't want to see Lizzo go. I really don't because I really love the energy that she brings. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely love it. Now, before we get into the runways, Tom, I want to talk about Anita Wiglet. So mm-hmm. Anita Wiglet had a moment where they were talking about your father, your relationship yeah. with your father, and. Just like you said, we start to see that there is a bit of darkness behind the lovely light that she shows us. Mm-hmm. And I love that light. Yes. Can you... It shines upon us all. Yeah. So there's the vulnerability part in her relationship with her father, how how that was handled. Tom, take over. This is not my realm. Well, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, they were talking about supportive parents and t- coming out stories. And it's lovely to hear that Kita has a lovely supportive family. Um Anita, she was told at a young age when she moved to New Zealand by her father, um, just don't turn out to be gay. I, I, I believe I'm slightly paraphrasing that, but it was the, the gist was of it. it. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she carried that with her and obviously she internalized that and it will create a conflict, which must have been incredibly difficult for her. I'll tell you what I love. I love that Anita was still saying, still saying, I love my father. I, well, yeah. I love him and, you know, he's... There was no ill will. It was just like I just love Anita. I think she's I an incredibly really love sweet Anita. person. I think this is definitely her episode. I've or I've said it before. I hope I did, but I really see Anita in the final, in the finale. Like she's just got either it for Anita me. or Keita is going to be there. Definitely, it's okay. I definitely going to be Anita for me. <clears throat> so. But- I mean, what was love? I mean, she talked about coming out to her father by email because they were separated, you know, across several, you know, they were mm. in different hemispheres. What, what sounds giving about. her the storyline and then yeah. a snatch game. I think this is her week. But I do want to yeah. point out that someone said something really, really ridiculous. Someone said, this was one of the strongest snatch games of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's, oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I thought, and unfortunately, it was, it was Art Simone who was part of that conversation when... Scarlett Adams did it, I think. Yeah, yeah but Scarlett it was, Adams. But Art, Art was like, absolutely, absolutely. And it was a little bit deluded of Art. I was like, mm. ah, this is, I'm like, did we watch? I'm like, wow, you must really love yourself. You must, be, you know what? Confidence. Well, you She's need got confidence. It. You need it. Yeah, you need it, a drag queen. Yeah. Delusion, which again, you need. I mean, I, I think even in the past year, I think the Canadian one was stronger than this. I think Anita was like, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very that, wasn't it? <laughs> because she's sitting there going, um, were we at the same snitch game? <laughs> I mean, I know I did good. Yeah. I know I was I was fine. I was amazing. I'm good girl. Yeah, but, I but was you. I was good. But mm. I, you guys think, okay, cool. You think this is one of the best actually, on RuPaul's Drag Race history? This is one of the strongest snitch games? I think, right. I think poor Art Simone was trying to reassure herself in this situation. I think she was trying to pick up on other people's positive energy and I mean, just be a bit like, yeah, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? That means all of us were great, including me. That's a bold statement, but hey. Mm. Good on you. Delusion. Now, the runway. The, the runway. runway this week is sea sickening. We're going to start with Art Simone. I love it as a theme. It's very, um, obviously, very aquatic themes. So, Art Simone came out as this kind of, I love the color scheme, this kind of like seafoam green. Um, she said that she was like a, a creature from Atlantis who's risen again. You ever played that game Darkstalkers? You know, that, that beat em up that like it's a Capcom one it's like Street Fighter but with monsters there's a denizen of Atlantis from that called Rikuo and I thought it was very like him but like a drag version and there were like elements of like um, McQueen's Plato's Atlantis and 
this very like mermaid gown silhouette. It was very yeah. like Zach. Well, Posen. talking about mermaids, I the first thing that came to my mind is you know in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. where he has to go rescue Ron and Hermione. Yeah, and there's the mer people. They're called Salkies. It looked like a Selkie to me. I thought that was the inspiration. Selkies are a real mythological creature. Yeah, yeah, from Harry Potter. <laughs> they're real. Well, that's my understanding. <laughs> they're time. from Celtic mythology. Yes, that's what I thought. What about Keita? So Keita, this gave me Aris Van Herpen vibes. So do you remember um, one of the last references we saw to Aris Van Herpen was Bimini mm. um, in her bacteria look? Okay. You know, she had all these like wafty bits yes. is very like that so I she was, was a bacteria girl yeah living in a bacteria world <laughs> yes very that go um iris van herpen takes a lot of inspiration from science and nature okay um so this is this is very evocative of that and i wouldn't be surprised if it was a a copy of one of her runway looks i just can't bring it to mind i just thought it was ursula after weight watchers i mean that fits in with kita because kita's done fantastically she, she done lost, lost the weight lost, yeah yes. so the head, um, the head piece is very kind of like sea urchin as well snaps all around what about etc etc with the jumpsuit in a purse and a helmet so i get the concept that she's like a deep sea diver but when she takes off the helmet she's basically april o'neill from the turtles running around in her 80s yellow boiler suit so it, it wasn't my favorite it wasn't my favorite I, I, and i didn't really like get the the finger waved hair and how that fitted in i guess it was a vaguely kind of like retro look altogether it fits the theme it fits the theme and it's safe there's a transformer called Octopunch who looks like that. We got next that we got Coco with so they, her take on I'm guessing a punk rock Ursula. It was very Ursula, wasn't it? It's Ursula and, turned to pop opera. Yeah. So yeah. what this reminded me of was um the blonde did a runway um show that was based on Disney villains and they had Patrick Starr dressed as Ursula. So it's very, very, very much reminds me of that. I'm in love with that wig. It's beautiful. I the, the wig is really fantastic. I mean she's beautiful. Yeah, she's so gorgeous. She walking down there with a lot of pressure because the last thing she heard about her runway was it was shit. This looks good though. The wig is fantastic because it's very, very complex because she's got kind of like wet dreads in there plus a quaffed up do. And the kind of like the 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 strapless floor length uh, gown is very Ursula, just very mm. evocative of Ursula and her tentacles. What about Anita's look? Talk to me about it. It's a very, very f- uh, silhouette that's been used a lot in fashion has, and on drag race. It's actually the same silhouette that we've just seen from um, Coco. But um, the, I, I loved the intricate work on the bodice that was very evocative of like coral and sea urchins and barnacles and that sort of thing. What it reminded me of was... Um, there's this Roxy Music album called Siren and Jerry Hall models as a siren on the front. Mm-hmm. On, on It was actually shot in Anglesey in North Wales and she's there on the rocks and it was very evocative of that for me. And we got next up Maxi Shields. Now Maxi Shields looks like seafoam glamour to me. Yeah, and she references Mother of Pearl so she's gone with a kind of like camp take on that concept of Mother of Pearl, hasn't she? Because she's covered in pearls and she looks matronly a little bit. But it's it's also a little bit like a like a latter day kind of like Madonna impersonator to me. Like that kind of like a virgin era. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, very that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Electra is walking down looking st- actually pretty good but can we agree that 
this is a dress that she made fit the theme. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, her. Do you know? I what? mean, she looks hot. She looks stunning. She looks lovely. And do you know what? Electra's had a little look around the room, and she's really improved her eye makeup, which is crunchy last episode. So she looks really pretty. That wig is a gorgeous color. I love that seafoam green. I love um, the color. I love the side. The side. Um, what do you call that? The sideway part here. Yeah, that's fine. You can call it that. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. But basically, she had a floor-length lace dress with a high slit that was quite nice and sexy. And it she, made her fit the she theme. She added a seafoam panel to the back by mm. the looks of it. She looked pretty, not the best at fitting the theme, but yeah. she looked gorgeous. Now, I think this is probably oh, the best look to ever walk down. And the look we're about talking about is Karen. a favourite here. Cameron? Cameron? Karen yes. from Finance... I mean, look at that. This is Jaws meets um, Azadine Alaya. Um, this sequined, hooded, great white shark disco jumpsuit. Get out of town. This is fantastic. This is high camp and high drag. It is enough to save her from the bottom for me. Yeah, go it on. Really, Do you know what? I'll take that. It like, looks like the Vivian hooded look. So both of them, I think, reference Azadine Alaya because the Vivian did that for the Bond girl theme and she, i think she was referencing grace jones in view to a kill mm. and as Alaya did you know how grace loved those hooded looks as Alaya did a whole line she of played dolly pardon but i mean any get my gun because this is a shoot <laughs> this is a shoot i love it this is so pure drag i mean too. And anybody who knows me knows how much i love great white sharks as well they're in my top three animals oh okay yeah Nice. A little trivia. A little fun fact about Dr. Tom here. <laughs> Last we had Scarlett Adams walking down. This is super duper pretty and intricate. Um, it makes me think of like a Bob Mackie corset or a Mugler corset. Because, you know, Bob Mackie did that like flames corset that like Cher and Tina Turner wore. Did, did he also do Because this reminds me of Beyonce's radio dress. So the- Beyonce... Yeah, same one. It's the same one. Oh. Tina wore it, Cher wore it, Beyonce wore it. Okay. So it's a bit that, but also Mugler has done flame corsets as well. So it's like that, but like it's a corally theme on it. And do you know what? That looks great. And I love the back piece. Um, Really, really good. Very, very evocative of, of the coral and an aquarium and the undersea. She's referencing Great Barrier Reef, isn't she? And highlighting environmentalism. We've seen all the girls. We've seen the looks that they brought down. We've seen the snatch game. Tom, who was your winner and who are lip syncing? Um, winner. I mean, Anita, it, we do place more emphasis on performances, don't we? And Anita did a fab performance and has a really solid runway look. So there so you she's go. she's won. Congratulations. Who's Ka- lip syncing? Karen saved herself from the bottom with that great white shark. I agree with you. I'm I'm there with you. So for me, the bottom two is going to be Lizzo, Coco Jumbo versus Art Simone. Her look is amazing. Maybe Mixed Shields. Can the look save her from the bottom? It's hard. It's hard. It really is. Or Ketamine. The only ones who vie for the bottom would be Kita or Maxi. I think... Maxi looks great, but it's not the most evocative of the sea. Um, Kita, Kita looks really, really good. Actually, I think that's a fantastic runway look. I think Kita should be kept out of the bottom. Ah, uh, let's see what they say. Yeah. Well, colour me sober, Tom. But th- that was a moment. We've had a shocker. That was. <laughs> That was a moment. Let's just first of all congratulate what we already know. Anita Wiglitz, 
it was an unusual case as well of it wasn't kind of like these are the safe girls we're going to judge you then announce the winner it was like Anik can you step forward you clearly won this week thanks for your services you can go backstage now you went backstage. So, with... I'll just finish. Congratulations, Anita Wiggler, for winning this week's <laughs> challenge. I did. I was going to say that she won, and then you just cut me off. Stepped all over you. And then she went backstage with Keita and etc. Who were safe? Mm, probably. Probably. I mean, really, Anita was just a clear winner, and everybody else had some sort of reason to not. You know, nobody else did flawlessly. Do you mm. know what I mean? I mean, I would have thought above ketamine, I would have put Coolidge. Would and been, also, I would have put uh, Electroshock. I would have been very, so very bit... interested to hear Cetra's feedback as well mm. because of the nature of the humour that she used. I just think it's an interesting conversation, that's all. I'm not I'm not here to crap all over no. Cetra because we did laugh at what she did. Let's talk about who the bottom two were. So, exactly what we thought. But it then, was then it Coco was. Jump, well, Tom. No, but just... what I want to say is like everybody who wasn't safe was given harsh critiques okay. based on either their look or their performance. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom two were. Tom, if I are, you could have said that after I announced the bottom two. Click. <laughs> and then I'll turn it world. This, this is what the conversation could have been. It could have been. So the bottom two were. I, I forgot. Who well, just lip It was Coco Jumbo oh, and Art God. Simone. So the bottom two was Thank Coco God Jumbo. Here. Coco Jumbo and Art Simone. However, there was bad critiques and harsh critiques all around for those really, who really were, were the really were. Um, but these two, I think we agree, made us laugh the least and were the most disappointing in the Snatch Game, considering they're funny people. I think that because Art Simone carries with her such a reputation, I think... People and the queens as well assume that her reputation would have bought her another episode. Do you know what I mean? Would have bought her yeah. a, a little bit like, okay, you know what? You did bad this week, but you need to bring it next week. You know, there's a lot riding on you. You've got the reputation. You're bringing in the people. You're bringing in the viewers. You pointed out it was a very Joe Black type of situation. It's very, very Joe Black. And so let's go to the lip sync between um, Coco Jumbo and Nat Simone. The song is I'm That Bitch by RuPaul. Do you know what? For me, if, if I was to lip sync that song, all you have to do was just be that bitch. Yeah, which I would have assumed Coco would have had more capacity to do. Than, be that bitch. I, you know, you can just see it in Coco's personality that she can bring some swag yeah. to that kind of song. And she did. Of the two of them, I far preferred Coco's performance. Yeah. Um, I could see Simone was a bit constrained by her gown. Coco was able to whip off the train to be able to dance in a corset. But- I just didn't see any, like, confidence in Art Simone. I thought Art Simone was really trying to, like, do a performance without really being a confident bitch. Just- I, I think Art Simone was shooketh as heck oh, yeah. to be in the bottom two. We're knocked out. I I think I think she was... I think uh, I keep saying Liz, I think Coco Jumbo had more fun with it. Yeah. And because she had more fun with it, her personality came out more. And so you believed her more than Art Simone. Art Simone was basically dissociating at this point because it was so traumatic for somebody with her perception of herself. Well, and... that means nothing. Well, let's get to that in a second. <laughs> so, so, like this this was not where she wanted to be what she expected she's absolutely shook her to her core i think that affected her performance although coco did really really well i do believe coco won this lip sync by quite a strong margin 
and that Simone's gone home. I half expected out. a double Shantae, and I wouldn't be surprised if she was a returning queen. Yeah, she could be a returning queen. There may be an opportunity for her to come back, but, but her she exit was, was very. She was very angry. She was crushed, I think, more than angry. There was anger in there at certain points, but she she couldn't muster up anything to say to begin with. She went and cried on Karen's shoulder. She said a tearful goodbye. And then the producer, you said a minute ago, the producer said to her, well, at least you were here. And what did she say? <gasps> that means nothing. That's going to become a gif. Yes, that's exactly. becoming. I love I mean, it. That means nothing. Happy birthday. That means nothing. <laughs> that's 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 going to be I it. feel for Aunt Simone because I really liked what she was bringing. Mm. Um, so I'm sad to see her go, but I, I've got a feeling... Is not the last we've seen of her. Mm. Look, congratulations to all the queens for doing the Snatch Game. And that's it, podcast number two for Drag Race Down Under. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Make sure to join us next week. It looks like it's going to be a performance challenge. So that's mm. going to be interesting to watch. Mm. Are you following us on our social media? Because you should on Twitter and our Instagram. Yes. I mean... Sutan, I know herself. When first name basis, you probably know her as Raja. Everyone, and in the past, Raja weeks, liked the post. I've, I've had likes from Simone, Rose, all of et cetera, them, etc., etc. All the girls. Yeah, one day maybe, yeah. etc. Judge as a whole liked my post. Well, Maxi Shield liked my post, and so should you. Also, please make sure to write <laughs> us a review if you like what we're doing. Doing Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening. But that's us for this week. Thank you for listening to a sober spilling the GNT podcast from. From Paolo and ah. a very tipsy Dr. Tom. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>